listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey, Colorado Springs. Today, we have a deal analysis on a three-bed, three-bathroom townhouse in one of the hottest zip codes in all of the United States, and it's down in Colorado Springs. So I got my co-host, Jenny, today. Jenny, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Chris? Really good. I'm excited to talk about this deal. Me too. Yeah. So we have Chris and Christine Dewhurst with us today. And um, they are a couple that lives up in Denver and they are investing in Colorado Springs. So I was wondering if you guys could maybe start off by letting us know kind of what got you interested in real estate investing to begin with, what your long-term strategy is, and, and we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, you bet. Well, thanks for having us. And, you know, our story, I think we've been toying with the idea of real estate investing for some time. And looking at, you know, we have a home in Denver that we've had for many years and quite a bit of equity in it. And so we've talked about how do we make this equity work for us? And we were getting the ball rolling uh, right when the world kind of fell apart with the pandemic. And so that puts the brakes on for us in our plans. And as the world started to come back to life and come back to whatever this new normal is that we've all been talking about, I uh, decided it was time to make good on our plans. Uh, this has been part of our 2021 uh, resolution is that we were going to acquire our first property. Um, so that got us, got us going and we found uh, you guys uh, and through initial conversations, it really got the ball rolling quickly for us. Um, so it was pretty awesome. That's great. And would you mind sharing the process of how you ended up in Colorado Springs versus, um, you know, up in Denver? Yeah, happy to. So as Chris mentioned, this has been a longer term goal for us. We've um, had plenty of time to think about where we might want to purchase a property. Uh, We, of course, live in Denver and started to scout some properties and look at some sale information here locally. We weren't super keen on the properties that we were seeing, um, at least at our price point and started to broaden our search. So uh, in doing that, I was even looking at out-of-state prospects. Um, And then, of course, lo and behold, Colorado Springs was showing up on all of these wonderful lists of great places to live and work, and it has all of the recreation and beautiful views, everything that we love about our state. And it's right here in our backyard. So we decided to give that a try, and I'm so happy we did. That's awesome. Yeah, I can I can relate to your story a little bit. Um, I know I've, I might have mentioned it before, but I used to live up in Parker and invest down in Colorado Springs until we moved uh, closer down this way um, a year or so ago. So it's you know an hour or so away. It's just kind of the perfect amount to not be drawn to um, being super hands on and driving down for every little thing and kind of you know letting. Um, you know, that be outsourced, but also close enough that if there is a major problem, you can come on down and, and check it out. Absolutely. And awesome. before we jump into the one question, because you were analyzing you know, different markets, I mean, like what were like the kind of the, some of the main bullet points criteria that you were looking for or wanting where you invested? Yeah, so we were really focused on communities that had a university, um, hospitals nearby, some major employers, and really looking at some of the trends for you know businesses moving in. Um, again, Colorado Springs really was checking all of those boxes for yeah. us. Um, that military component as well made it very appealing. 
Great. Well, let's jump into the spreadsheet here. So I've got a copy of the spreadsheet pulled up here, and we're going to start um, plugging it in. So what is the hottest zip code? Wait, is this the hottest or one of the hottest, Jenny? Because you corrected me earlier. What, what exactly is the, is the headline here? It was the hottest the zip hottest. code okay. in the U.S. All right, so the hottest zip code is what we'll call this property. Um, and so it is a, it's a townhome 3-3, three, three, right? Kind of, I know that's what you purchased. So is, were you more looking at like a certain style? Like, hey, we want a townhome or condo, or are you more like focused on a certain price point? I would say that we were focused first on price points, uh, but then also really looking at properties where we didn't have to put a lot of money in on the front end. And so we were really ideally focusing in on something that was pretty turnkey for us. Um, and so we were open to, you know, single family um, units, townhomes, um, and this one just checked all of the boxes for us. It's good square footage. Um, yeah, three bedrooms, three and a half bath, um, three levels of living for people um, in the hottest zip code. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I know, um, you know, we were talking about this before that, you know, this was the property you put the first, you know, you, this was the first property you put an offer in. And it was a pleasant surprise. You got it in your contract and got it, you know, to the closing table. Uh, but about the uh, the contract uh, process, I mean, what was the list price? What did you get in your contract at? And do you recall how many other offers there were? Do you know how many other offers there were? Yeah, the property was listed initially at two eighty nine. Um, we put in an offer for three hundred. And I understand that there were multiple offers. I think there were about 10 other offers that were received. All right. Jenny, I know, <laughs> I know you didn't do this deal, but, but Leah down there springs, what, uh, how'd you guys win this? Yeah. So all the, you know, the shout outs go to, to Leah and Chris and Christine on, on writing an awesome offer. Um, so yeah, my understanding was that you guys were up against, um, higher price points. But your offer was just written in such a way that it was clean. It was simple. The seller appreciated that fact so much so that they picked your offer over, you know, all the other competing offers, which um, I think just goes to show that is something that Chris and I have been mentioning on a couple of our other episodes that prices and everything terms have a lot to do um, with the seller's comfort level. So, um, you know, they, they assessed as they assessed your offer as being the, you know, the best path to closing. And I think, uh, the proof, it, proof is in this, uh, property right here. All right. So got our contract at $300,000 and, you know, first step is due diligence, which includes the inspection. When you guys were doing the inspection, what popped up or did anything pop up? You know, it was a lot of little things. Um, and so part of the contracting process, we said we weren't going to object to anything that was under $500. Yep. And ultimately, through that um, through that process, there wasn't anything um, that came up. There were some little pieces uh, that you know the the furnace needed to be cleaned, um, the dishwasher um, needed to be repaired. Um, so they were pretty small things overall. And yeah, did our due diligence. And I will give another shout out to Leah as we went through and. Um, the inspection was very thorough and there were a lot of things, but she really helped us understand um, 
all of the different potential costs associated with that. She had people lined up and ready uh, to help us resolve those issues as well. And then worked ultimately with the sellers and they repaired a lot of the things that, that popped up. Oh, great. In the report that we, yeah, we didn't, we weren't requiring it, they, but they took care of it. And so that was a very pleasant surprise as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not typical. That, that, that won't happen on property number two, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. right. The bar has been set really yeah, high. Yeah, I'm just going to start <laughs> easing back those expectations. <laughs> um, so, Alice, so initial repair costs for you guys, I mean, nothing major out of pocket, that sounds like, right? No. Correct. Okay. So, great inspection, nothing major. Seller pleasantly took care of some stuff. And then when it comes to closing, I know you guys had about, what, 8200 in acquisition costs on top of the loan fee? Yes. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. what was the financing like on this property? It's an investment property. I mean, what was your, what was your down payment and, and financing terms like? Yeah, so we opted to do a 25% down payment. Um, it was certainly the monthly payment that we wanted going forward. We were able to get a nice interest rate uh, better than putting less down. And we decided since we had that um, cash available to us that we would go ahead with that. Um, I think it was a good decision. And our financing was through Fairway. They did a great job of putting us together. Um, they were able to close in 20 days, which I also think is really appealing. Uh, we would certainly use them again. Great. And your interest rate was 3.49? Correct. Okay. So 25% down, 3.49% interest rate. So at that down payment, no PMI or mortgage insurance. So that's, that's phenomenal. And did this have a tenant in place or is this a vacant unit? It was a vacant unit. Okay. So coming in here, Jenny, what did you, or do you know what the you and Leah like pro forma rents are at? Pro forma rents yeah. at? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pretty familiar with this neighborhood. Um, I own one adjacent to their specific neighborhood as do a few of our clients. So we were estimating 1700. Um, but my understanding is that you guys actually did better than that. Yeah. So we ended up with, um, it being leased at 1750. Ooh, great. Yeah. And, uh, all within the matter of about a week. And so <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah. So when did, when did you close? Like, approximately oh boy it was middle middle of june yeah i want to say you know like the 18th of june something um in that ballpark and you had uh you already had i mean you know recording this a week into july have you when did your when does your new lease start with a tenant july 1st oh great so i mean you had a meeting moving at 50 bucks higher yes all right. Um, There's some great vacancy numbers. So yes. Right <laughs> um, so we'll do 3% vacancy, 3% rent, 5% annual appreciation. I mean, these can all be adjusted, but property management. So you mm-hmm. guys, you know, you're, you're close, not too close. Are you, are you hiring a property manager? Are you self-managing? Yeah, we, um, we uh, contracted with a property manager. And um, something that is, we looked at our situation, both working full-time jobs, it was something that we didn't want to take on ourselves. Um, it's not our level of expertise. And so believe in relying upon the experts to do, do those things, and which also opened up different markets for us. So us living in Denver, um, being committed to using a property management group, 
uh, allowed us to look at different markets and got us in Colorado Springs. All right. And so 10% fee for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Turnkey townhomes, so I'm assuming 5% for repairs and reserves. Yeah. And HOA, what's the HOA like on here? Yeah, it's reasonable. It's 95 a month. Oh, wow. That's it? Mm-hmm. And what does that include? Do you recall? So it, it includes, you know, all the exterior, of course, of the building um, and the grounds and trash as well, as I recall. Does it include water and sewer? No, we, we needed water and sewer. Okay. Um, that's, that's a service fee on these units. So, Jenny, is that pretty common for townhomes down there? Is it, do a lot of townhomes not include water and sewer in their HOA? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because this particular townhome um, security has its own water district. Um, so, everything just goes through there. Okay. And annual taxes? Uh, let's see. I think we are uh, about 1200 1250 in annual taxes. 1250 property insurance, you guess about what 384. Yep. And as far as other expenses, so we have water, you know, utilities, water, sewer, electric, gas. Are you paying that or is the tenant directly billed through the utility? Yeah, the tenant will be paying uh, all of those and direct build. Wonderful. Um, and then I'm assuming no landscaping and snow rule because of the HOA, right? Correct. All right. All right, Jenny, before you flip over, any, anything we missed on this section? I don't think so. I'm excited to, uh, to see the next tab. All right. Well, if you're excited, then walk us through this, Jenny. You're in the driver's seat <laughs> on this tab. <laughs> yep. So you guys were all in for your initial cash invested at just shy of $85,000. Um, and then we have a net operating income of 14400 minus your mortgage payments of about $1,000 a month. So your annual cash flow before taxes, um, including all of our contingencies, property management, and our hard costs, we're at $2,300 a year. So it's pretty, pretty darn good for a turnkey townhome that you, know, y- you don't really have to think much about. Um, so I, I, w- I would definitely consider this to be a winner. Yeah, Chris yeah. and Christine, what what's your guys' reaction to this? Like, I know you were you had expectations, you had realities. Kind of, what's what's your feedback on here? Well, this is um, you know really the best case scenario that we could have even imagined. It was certainly a smooth process, but knowing how competitive prices are and how they continue to rise, um, you know, in Denver and in Colorado Springs, certainly is very competitive. You know, we're very pleased with this outcome, so we look forward to uh, seeing it year over year, and uh, you know, might just be ready for property number two here soon. Yeah, I think you know, in terms of our long term goals, we were hoping just to break even on the property, quite honestly. And so this is something we're looking to build a portfolio over the long haul and won't be looking for um, real returns until 10 or 15 years out. So that we're realizing any on this is uh, a bonus to us. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's been, again, for the first property that we offered on, first investment property. Um, feels like a winner to us. So I'll echo that, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It- 
seeing almost $200 a month in cash flow on a very nice property, that that's pretty rare. Um, so I'm really happy for you all on that one. Thank you. Because I would expect too, I mean, if you guys are up for it, I kind of talk about the kind of some longer term plans uh, that you're working towards. Because I mean, you know, hey, $200 a month in cash flow, it's nice. It's not changing any lifestyle right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, that will increase every year on average. But also, being in a very hot zip code, I mean, I would expect, you know, good price increases and good rent increases as well. So you should have a very high overall, I think, return on your initial investment. But how does this, you know, first property fit into your longer term goal of multiple port uh, properties? And you mentioned like a 10 to 15 year goal. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a process that we are still working out as we're going through this. It, being new to us. But yeah, we really see the long-term goals to have multiple properties and to be able to supplement income and to drive income um, in that 10 to 15 year range. And, um, you know, Colorado Springs, I guess I want to come back to as well that um, for it being a hot zip code and as we did our due diligence and looking at, you know, the military presence down there is also a really big piece. And as we were talking with property managers and looking at vacancy rates and those different pieces that they were really saying, you know, even in a downturn economy, the military stipends for rents don't go down. And so that there is a solid base of renters still present um, in that area. So as we look at our long-term goals, I mean, Colorado Springs, um, it's hard not, it's hard to not look there um, for the next property. <laughs> it's true. And, um, you know, all of this happened so quick. We're excited to see the numbers um, come to fruition. This spreadsheet was so instructive and helpful in decision-making processes for us. Even at looking at what the difference of 20% or 25% down, what does that do for us? Um, super helpful. And so we'll see some numbers coming in, and then we're going to be talking to our lender and see what... Uh, what next steps are in the next property. You know, long-term goal, I um, would love to have 10 of these, honestly, you know, in <laughs> one day, I'll dream that and we'll see what fruition is over the years. But Yeah, it's definitely a process, but we're excited to have embarked on our longer-term plan. And, um, you know, we hope to change the landscape of our retirement timeframe and uh, what our lifestyle looks like at that point. So this is all just part of like retirement planning? Is that the main it goal? Is. Yeah. We don't want to work forever. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Um, and uh, also having two kids, you know, two kids that uh, right now, if they wanted to live in the Colorado area at all, are priced out of the market. So potentially these are things that will be a legacy left onto them to some degree as well. Oh, that they cool. can leverage. Yeah. That's a really cool point. I don't think we've had any clients mention that, but that that's a really neat, um, you know, opportunity for them as well. So I'll totally random question before we wrap this up. So how do you balance like, you know, like giving it to that or, you know, kind of gifting to them one day to help them out versus someone, you know, going through the pain of earning it themselves. Cause I've talked to other parents about this. You know, <laughs> I've got young kids now. I know Jenny's got a young daughter now. Like it's a lot more in my mind and your kids are a bit older than our kids. Like, how do you, I'm curious, how do you, um, how, like, how do you weigh that and how do you like process that? And that's a very poor, poor yeah. question, but I, I'm, I'm always, I enjoy asking people who thought more about that, um, you know, with kids older than me, like just, you know, what's the plan? How do you, 
yeah. how do you help them while also, you know, teach them how to fish? They're, uh, they're going to have to earn it for sure. Um, they're going to have to earn their own way. And I think that, you know, is this is part of our retirement package um, and what we're doing, we won't be looking to turn it over to them right away. Um, but I think for them to go to college and to find their way in their careers, that this will be something that, um, depending on how many properties we end up with, you know, to be able to, at some point, turn over um, in a, almost an educational way to them as well of how to manage these properties, the money, um, and some of these different things that um, that are going to be required, and hopefully offset some income that they'll be earning through whatever career paths that they've they've chosen. And if they choose to be our property managers, maybe that's even better, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Here's the real story, Chris. We're going to send them to trade schools. They're going to learn how to fix things and take care of things, and it'll be a family affair. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, guys, this has been great. I appreciate you taking time to come on here. I have no more questions. Jenny, got any more questions? Chris, Christine, any final thoughts? Like, just have at it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would just um, share that, of course, we know that this is a unique situation and how easy it has been. We don't expect that to be the case going forward necessarily, but you all have been great to work with. I certainly have appreciated the expertise and the guidance and your focus on education. It's made such an impact on our feeling confident to move forward um, in doing something brand new for us. So thank you for that. Oh, thanks, guys. Our pleasure. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, um, is there, do you guys want to share any contact details for the people to reach out and connect with you? I know, uh, we can put your email address in the show notes or LinkedIn profile. Do you guys want to, anyone you want to connect with or the people that should connect with you guys? Yeah. I mean, we'd love to connect with other investors, um, hear about different processes and share ours um, in greater detail. If anyone is interested, um, feel free to share our email address, ccdohurst at gmail.com. And we're both on LinkedIn. So yeah. there aren't too many Dewhursts out there. Yeah, so easy we're to easy find. to find. <laughs> as a Lopez, I don't know how that, uh, how that works as being easy to find. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. So thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And for any listeners out there have questions, reach out to me, reach out to Jenny, reach out to Chris and Christine. Like, you know, we love talking about this stuff. We love helping people put their strategies together. So do not be shy with questions. That's what we're here for. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Take care.